Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Mr. M's podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Had a nice weekend. A um, few things to go over. I should have seen kiddos go home with some jogathon forms. That's for uh, their pledges, and we just found out today that we are collecting um, all our pledges. And what we're raising our money for is to help out with some music instruments and to make our our stage. Uh, a little bit better for our performances and showing off our talents and our skills in that artistic way. So, you know, it's been really cool. I and mean, we've been able to do lots of things with this Jogathon. It's been a really neat, uh, just small fundraiser that we can do to help some part of the school and improve that part of the school. And the kids love it. They have a lot of fun with this. Um, and so they are going to be collecting pledges. Uh, and the Jogathon is on October 11th. So that's coming up faster than we think, right? <laughs> um, uh, with that, though, I mean, there's there we're, we're working together as a community. We're not going to be um, two different, you know, teams in the school competing against each other this year. That we're going to be working together as a whole community, seeking community is kind of our theme right now. And so uh, we're all working together to do our best and give our best. But at the same time, there are you know classes that you know will get a prize for you know, bringing in the most, uh, I think there's going to be a medal for the fastest, uh, you know, grade level student, boy and girl. Uh, so there's, there's little incentives in there for them. Um, I told the class that if all the students could do at least 10 laps, then I might have a little surprise for them. Um, so I'm really encouraging them to, to do that. And I also told them that if we, we earned the class party reward um, for, for collecting the most, um, I'd have a special surprise for them. And I left it at that. They, their minds are going to, I think they're thinking a special treat, um, but uh, I just had a special surprise. So I'll let it at that and let them <laughs> decipher what they think that's gonna be until um, see. So I'm really encouraging them all. And, and then we're working on a, a class name and something just to kind of get us excited and, 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 and pumped up for all that. So. Um, if they're talking about that night, that's what they're talking about. So um, just so you know, those forms went home tonight. Um, there is a form in there for them to collect their pledges. There should also be a letter in there that will, um, you can be used to copy and mail to uh, family members that don't live in this area if you'd like to do that, okay? So that's uh, that went home today. Uh, reminder that Friday is a noon dismissal, so there's no lunch and no aftercare on Friday. So make sure that's uh, on your radar and you've got plans for kiddos at noon. And then Thursday night is back to school night. That's where you guys get to come back and you guys can take some tests and you can do some worksheets and you can do all the fun things that, you know, we all don't ever want to do again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I do hope you come though um, and check out a classroom, just kind of get to know me a little bit, get to know the vision for my kiddos and just kind of what we're working on and come hang out in my room. Um, I'm a guy, um, I'm a pretty simple teacher. I, I don't make things too complicated. So so don't worry about it being a real stressful night. It should be enjoyable. It should be a pleasant time for us to be together and um, it should be good. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope you can be here six o'clock. I, I know they usually break it up at a couple different sessions so that if you've got kids in other classes, you can make it to both. And I always find it funny because 
my first session is the one that's always packed full. And then like the second session, I have like one or two people to show up. And so like my whole presentation kind of goes out the window for that second session. And I'm like, just have a conversation with a couple people that I have. So hopefully uh, it will be a little more balanced this year with as many kids as we have. So maybe the first session and second session will kind of balance each other out. Um, but however you want to do it, that's up to you. Whatever works in your schedule is fine. So I come and, and check it out and it should be good. Map testing, um, we're finally um, done. I still have, you know, some more that need to finish up a little bit, but pretty much we're done. And kudos to those kiddos that had a lot to finish up, that they persevered and kept pressing forward and kept giving their best. Um, but overall, the kids did really well. They worked really hard um, and came in ready to go. Um, I think our hardest test, though, was our language arts one that we did after lunch, and that was just... Whew, we were tired and uh, yeah, it took a lot of us a lot longer to finish that one. We had to do it over a couple days, but I feel bad for them having to do it right after lunch. Maybe next time we can find a better slot for them to do that. So, uh, but that's, that's going to get behind them and moving forward and um, see the results and see what they're doing and see how they are. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> And then the next thing I need to, to put on your radar is I need to, to be thinking about the parent-child reconciliation class. Um, remember, this is um, a requirement of the diocese of all our kiddos that are going and preparing for their sacraments that um, parents get some catechesis. And so this, this is what counts towards that. And then we include the kids into that because it just kind of adds to what we're teaching in the classroom and it adds just something more level to it but it also connects us with the parish um, and so we we do that in combination with the parish where we we work with them and all the re classes there so it's kind of neat because you know a lot of those kids you know don't attend here at saint ignatius so they get to see and get to know some more kiddos and it just really builds that community and builds that bridge between our school and the parish so um we they, they make it fun for the kids as well. There's really great classes that just kind of reinforce all the things that we're teaching. And then you also get some good lessons and understanding as to what is what these sacraments are that your kiddos are preparing for. And just to make sure that we know so that we can encourage their participation and encourage um, you to, to participate in those sacraments as well. Um, you know, because these two sacraments are ones that are available to us on a regular basis. It's not like our sacrament of marriage or sacrament of holy orders or first baptism or first baptism. There's only one baptism. <laughs> Sorry, total misspoke on that one. Um, baptism, you know, and uh, rec not reconciliation, but confirmation. So, you know, some of those sacraments are a one-time thing, but, you know, our sacrament of reconciliation and the sacrament of holy communion are things that are you know, beautiful sacraments that we can receive on a regular basis. And so hopefully that will also inspire, encourage you to participate and partake in those sacraments as well. So I need an RSVP for that class, all of that to lead to this, um, by October 4th. So you have two choices on the classes to attend. We have October 11th and that's in the evening. And that goes from six o'clock to eight o'clock in the evening. Or you can do October 12th, which is in the morning, a Saturday morning from nine o'clock to 11 o'clock. And, and we need you to attend one or the other. Um, so please RSVP with me. Um, you can shoot me an email. 
Um, you can do a via text remind. Um, you can even call the school and leave a message on the on my voicemail. You can even just run into me at school and say, hey, we're planning on doing that one. And I'll just make sure I write it down and get you checked off. Um, I just need to give a number to um, to the parish to make sure they know how many are coming on what day and then to plan accordingly. So I really appreciate it if you could do that. Um, and with that, I'm going to I'm going to leave you with um, something from this weekend's uh, reading that I just I don't know kind of stuck out to me, and I hope maybe it, it means something to you and, and what it meant to me. And so I'd just share that with you. I hope you're okay with that. Um, and if you enjoy this, let me know. Or if you're like Mr. M, just stick to the facts, and we don't need all this extra stuff. Let me know that too. Um, so I don't want to waste your time. Uh, your time is precious. And that's part of the reason why I do these podcasts, because I know it's so much easier just to get that out. That way you could be preparing dinner and listening to this. You could be driving in the car listening to this. Um, so I find that it's a little bit easier to communicate in that way. It takes some time away. So this is uh, the reading from Exodus. Um, this is from Sunday's readings. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once to your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, for they have been become depraved. So they have soon turned aside from the way I pointed out to them, making for themselves a molten calf and worshiping it, sacrificing to it and crying out, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I see how stiff-necked this people is, continued the Lord to Moses. Let me alone then, that my wrath may blaze up against them to consume them. Then I will make of you a great nation. Moses implored the Lord, his God, saying, Why, O Lord, should your wrath blaze up against your own people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, with such great power and with such a strong hand? Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and how you swore to them by your own self, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And all this land that I promise, I will give your descendants as their perpetual heritage. So the Lord relented in the punishment, that he had threatened to inflict on his people. And I just found it really fascinating when I was preparing for Mass and I was reading that. Um, Moses, and like he had the opportunity there. God was going to wipe them all out. And Moses could have been like, he could have been powerful, right? I mean, you think about the logistics of being the leader of the Israelites at that time and the number of Israelites. I mean, it was like, it's huge moving that many of people and just the logistics alone that go in. I mean, I couldn't even imagine, you know, taking my family on a caravan across the desert and, and into the promised land. I mean, the logistics of just taking care of my own family would be in a lot. And he's taking care of an entire nation of people. And here's the opportunity, right? Here's the chance to be like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of all the things that are going on. I'm tired of all the pressure. I'm tired of all the demands. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of them just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Here I am trying to follow God for them and look what they're doing. Yeah, God, go for it. Wipe them out. You know, he had that opportunity. He could have become a great nation. He had that chance. And yet what's so humbling and so amazing is that his heart wasn't about himself. It, it wasn't about making a great name for himself. It wasn't about him becoming this great nation. It was about the people. His, his whole motivation was rescuing those people and, and knowing that God had promised them 
this and, and those promises he held on to and he knew he knew how important those people were to the heart of God but more importantly like how important they are to our whole salvation story I mean here here is the opportunity I mean they're sinning I mean God has every sovereign right to wipe them out and yet Moses stands in place and intercedes for them and is begging God to relent Moses is being humble enough to say, no, I love these people enough that even though what they're doing is wrong, God, God, please don't. God, please, please don't stir up that wrath. He loved those people so much that he was willing to, to sacrifice his own greatness, his own, you know, power and might to rescue those people to give up all of that for this group of people who had turned their backs on God. And I just find that amazing and, and, and humbling in my own life because I get overwhelmed with the simple things in my life. I mean, I'm not dealing with thousands and potentially millions of people and, and coordinating that and, and trying to lead them out of there and just the stress of, of the greatest army in, in, in the world at that time chasing after you and, and then trying to feed and, and take care of these people and, and trying to be a spiritual leader for this entire mass of people. I mean, I, I struggle just being a spiritual leader for my home. You know, I don't always get it sometimes. I don't always do the right thing. And I, and I get busy and I get irritable and I get grumpy. And, and yet here's Moses is, that's leading and caring for so many people. And yet he still has the humility and his heart is so full of love for these people that he implores God to change his mind. I mean, he, 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 he prays for them, begs God to change his mind. That is just so beautiful. That I want to have that kind of humility. I want to lead my family. I want to lead, you know, in a way that I, I wouldn't be so caught up in the moment. I couldn't see the bigger picture, that I wouldn't be so caught up in myself, that I couldn't love them in a way that they deserve, that I wouldn't be so caught up in the minutia of all day, every day, the grind, that I couldn't see how much God loves them and, and I gotta love them like that too. Mine, mine, mine is such a minuscule little moment of a, of a life in a little tiny family and I wanna have that kind of humility. I want to love with that kind of passion. I want to lead with that kind of zeal and, and just forethought and, and looking at the bigger picture. Who knows, maybe if we all let our families, the way Moses led the people with such humility, such love, with such passion, if we did that with our families, man, we really could set the world on fire. Have a good night.